Oh, my God. 
Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Tuesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Yeah. 
It will only happen when we all get along Everyone waiting for wishing, praying for Mashiach Let's do one another 
Mercy, mercy, 
is it to speak to all of you around the world on this Tuesday first official day of the uh, brand new season here at NSN and Alchem Siegel Network it is a Tuesday on the September the 3rd the third day of Elul that's right both the Hebrew and the secular calendars uh, coincide during this month very easy to remember the date on both sides, <laughs> I guess, or easier, I should say. Our Sephardic friends are saying slichas. We're blowing shofar. We're saying L'David Hashem Ori, and we are in the month of Elul Plus. The brand new season of NSN, the Nachum Siegel Network, is on the way. It is Tuesday, September the 3rd, Labor Day behind us. I want to thank everybody for their wonderful Mazel Tov wishes. Uh, we're in the midst of, uh, well, we're almost at the uh, at the end of our Shevar Bracha celebration for Kayla and the Binyamin, the Levinson and Siegel families. I thank you all for that. A lot of great Mazel Tov wishes over the last few days, and that's much, much appreciated. Uh, an amazing lineup of songs. You heard Eighth Day with Bring It Home, Via Hafta from Milach Cohen, Eitan Katz, and Yehei Rava, Mila Shem, that was Miami, David Perlman with Modaani, Aryeh Kunstler with his Modaani, David Gabe had Matovu, and of course, Regesh. With Modani opening things up, and we say good morning. 70 degrees, 84% humidity, winds in northeast at 2 miles an hour. Sunny with a high of 80, then tonight, mostly clear, low 68. Tomorrow afternoon, thunderstorms, a high Wednesday, 86 degrees. Yerushalayim is at 82, we're at 70 here in New York City as we say good morning on a Tuesday at JM in the AM. Uh, well, it is the beginning of the brand new season. In fact, uh, I, I guess aside from JM in the AM, there are many, many, many shows that are uh, literally picking up original programming to start the brand new season. We're, of course, live and original every single morning throughout the entire year. But JM Rewind, for instance, will rewind one of our programs that you have not yet heard under the Rewind umbrella. Mordechai Shapiro had an amazing appearance here during the summer at JM the AM in studio. And you'll have an opportunity to hear that between 9 and 10 this morning on JM Rewind. And... Um, uh, of course, live lunch will be conducted by Avrami. He's in Israel. He'll be doing the Tuesday live lunch, 11 until 1 o'clock Eastern time. There's a lot happening, and uh, today is just the first day of what's going to be an incredible run during season number eight here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Uh, listener Silky says, good morning, Nahum. Can you please wish a mazel tov to Hani Samuel and Josh Phillips on their wedding last night? I saw I saw on social media somebody was at the uh, at the Phillips wedding. Hmm, trying to remember who that was. Mazda to their children and parents, Chaim and Joanne Phillips and Chaya Goldshins and the uh and Chaya Goldishes 
and the grandparents Claire and Maish Grunwald. Well, if Claire's involved in the Simcha, I'm tossing her an extra Mazel Tov. Claire's one of our uh, longtime, incredibly loyal and wonderful listeners who has always been so proud to be a listener of JM and the AM. So Claire, to you, to Maish, to the entire family, a, um, a very special Mazel Tov. And Silky, thank you for making us aware of that. And that comes from all of us here at JM in the AM. Um, now, those of you who are really following what's going on here, it's not just today being the brand new season and being the day one of the brand new season that is making news here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Uh, we saw an amazing opportunity because the month of September is relatively clear. I think Erev Rosh Hashanah is September the 29th, so we really have a, a tremendous amount of time, thank God, compared to most Septembers. Uh, to do some amazing and original programming. So what did we do? Well, (laughs) as we released it yesterday, we've announced that the fall of 2019, the uh, September of 2019, our official launch of Season 8 is going to be on the road. NSN officially launches Season 8. Everyone should tune in for a great season of programming, including our On the Road series, sponsored by Azer Mitzion, it kicks off this Thursday at the Pizza Block in Riverdale, New York. Now, do you get this, everybody? If you're a Riverdale resident or a resident of any any area, any area around Riverdale, it could be Westchester, it could be uh, uh, it could be the Einstein area of the Bronx, it could be uh, Northern Manhattan, Washington Heights, anywhere near Riverdale, we are coming to your neighborhood this coming Thursday and broadcasting JM and the AM from the Pizza Block up in Riverdale, New York. Now, those of you who've seen the um, most recent flyer that we released regarding On the Road, sponsored by Azer Mitzion, you'll see that Thursday, September the 5th, we're at the Pizza Block up in Riverdale. Thursday, September the 12th, we'll be down in Lakewood, New Jersey. We're going to make that into a live lunch broadcast. Sunday, September the 15th, we're with Achiezer at the TWA Hotel at JFK Airport. Tuesday, September the 17th, we are at Sammy's in Teaneck, New Jersey. It's going to be a blockbuster show as we head to Teaneck for Tuesday, September the 17th, JM in the AM. That night, Tuesday, September the 17th, we're with Amudim with their annual campaign. Uh, then Thursday, September the 19th, one of our favorite places will be at Gotta Get a Bagel out in Woodmere. And uh, finally, Thursday, September the 26th, we are part of the Miss Askim major campaign that's going to be going on. We'll be in Brooklyn, New York with Miss Oskim the Thursday before Rosh Hashanah. So we are talking about some serious, and I mean serious, <laughs> programming on the road that we are very, very proud of. And um, and that's, uh, again, going to be the big feature, the centerpiece of our September programming. It's all sponsored by Azer Mitzion. Thank you, Azer Mitzion. You know how you, you, know how you could listen. Listen live at NahumSiegel.com. Listen live on the NSN app, which seems to be the bulk of our listenership. And, of course, the listen line, uh, if, if you know somebody for whom it's just much easier to make a phone call, 605-562-4400. 605-562-4400. We're in our pre-Rosh Hashanah campaign. Those of you who'd like to support JM and the AM and the Nahum Siegel Network, you know how easy it is to do it. You go to fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. We also have an address. You can uh, make your checks payable to the Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting. That's what keeps us going. Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting. And the address is 551 Grand Street, uh, Suite Number 3, New York City, 1002. And we thank you very much for your support. 
as we get closer to Rosh Hashanah, our campaign um, revs up. And again, we thank you very much for that. Everything's happening. Everything we are we are firing on all cylinders here at the Nahum Siegel Network, and we are extremely proud of that. Well, here's the song that a lot of people are talking about. This is the original from Yonatan Scheinfeld. It is the um, it is the song that uh, Benjamin Siegel sang Kayla down to uh, at the wedding, under the chuppah, literally. Bussi Ligani is the name of the song, words from Shira Shirim. And I think Jonathan Scheinfeld's gotten a big bump in, uh, in YouTube views of this video since last Wednesday night. Here is uh, the original version of the selection uh, that a lot of people have been asking about. comes from FDD, from David Fadida and his production company here on a Tuesday morning broadcast at JM in the AM.
ריבונו של עולם, אני מבקש ממך בכל ליבי ומזה התפילה שתנחה אותי בדרך ישרה ותודיעה לי אורחת אורה. ריבונו של עולם, אני מבקש ממך
J.M. in the A.M. with Simcha Liner and Project Relax, Israeli edition. Before that, Yido with the He Shalom. Basi Lagani, the great song by Jonathan Sheinfeld that we keep uh, reminding everybody. Benjamin Siegel sang Kayla down to at the wedding under the chuppah. Tuesday morning in America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored digital radio around the world and the web at AlchemSiegel.com and the AlchemSiegel Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Well, it's the beginning of the brand new season, and we have made it very clear we're going to be spending a lot of time in September on the road, sponsored by Azer Mitzion. This Thursday, we're at the Pizza Block up in Riverdale, New York, with JM and the AM. Make sure to join us. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Tuesday follows next. We say Boker Toe from JM and the AM. גלי צהל מירושלים, השעה שתיים. שלום רב, כאן אהוד גרף עם מה שקורה עכשיו. סערת הקלטות נתניהו קרה. חבר הכנסת מאיר כהן מכחול לבן תוקף את ראש הממשלה ואומר, נתניהו מעוניין לשלוט בתקשורת. במקביל, השר יובל שטייניץ מהליכוד טוען אצל אמיר איבגי, נתניהו לא הפר את הנחיותיו של היועץ המשפטי לממשלה. זה שיח רגיל שבין ראש ממשלה לשריו, זה שראש הממשלה הוא לא שר התקשורת, לא אומר שזה לא זכותו ואפילו חובתו להתעניין. ביבי רוצה לשלוט על התקשורת במדינת ישראל והוא יעשה הכל. לא ראיתי ביבי נוזף בשר הבריאות על זה שאין בית חולים בנגב. אסור שזה יהיה. מבקר המדינה הנכנס, מתניהו אנגלמן, הקפיא את פרסום דוחות המבקר שכתיבתם הסתיימה. כך פרסמה הבוקר פרשניתנו המדינית אלעיל שחר. עובדים במשרד המבקר מציינים שאנגלמן ביקש שלא לפרסם את הדוחות כעת, כי הוא רוצה ללמוד את החומר ולבצע שינויים במבנה הדוחות. שלמה גור, לשעבר מנכ"ל משרד מבקר המדינה, תוקף אצל יעל דן. ייתכן ועיכוב פרסום הדוחות נובע משיקולים פוליטיים. אם אכן הדוחות, לא יהיה פרסום דוחות עד סוף השנה או עד הרבעון הראשון של השנה הבאה, זה אומר שלמעשה זה מעקר את עבודת הביקורת של הרשות המחוקקת על הרשות המבצעת. הוועדה לביקורת המדינה לא יהיו לה את הדוחות ביד כדי לדון בהם, ולמעשה להעביר את הביקורת על משרדי הממשלה, שזה עיקר תפקידה. וזה לכשעצמו חמור ביותר. עצור תקף שוטרת באשדוד ונשך את אחת מאצבעותיה וגרם לקטיעתה החלקית. מדווח כתבנו רמי שני. 
תושב אשדוד בשנות ה-30 לחייו ניסה להתנגד למעצר וחקירה אליהם הובא בתחנת המשטרה בעיר לאחר שנחשד באיומים והטרדות. הוא ניסה להחזיק את עצמו בתוך ניידת המשטרה, אך נמשך החוצה בידי חוליית שוטרים ואנשי משמר הגבול שהיו ליד התחנה. האיש תפס בשיניו את היד הקרובה אליו ביותר שאחזה בו ונשך אותה בחוזקה. זו הייתה ידה של שוטרת שאצבעה נקטעה בשל כך, היא נלקחה לטיפול רפואי והעצור הוכנס לחקירה. עובדי מס הכנסה ישבתו ממחר. לא יינתן שירות ולא תתאפשר קבלת קהל בלשכות ברחבי הארץ. כתבנו לענייני כלכלה, ניתאי ענבי. יושב ראש ועד העובדים הארצי של אגף מס ההכנסה ומיסוי מקרקעין בגיבוי ההסתדרות הנחה את העובדים לא להגיע ממחר לעבודה בשל שביתה כללית. הסיבות כוונת הנהלת רשות המיסים לשינויים ארגוניים, מחסור בכוח אדם, פגיעה באופק הקידום של העובדים, ריבוי משימות ושחיקה. בנוסף, העובדים היו אמורים לעבור השבוע לבניין משרדים חדש בירושלים, ג'נרי 2, אך ההעברה מתעכבת. מספר בתים ביישוב סמוך להר ברכה פונו עקב שרפת קוצים גדולה שמתקדמת לכיוון קו הבתים. צוותי כיבוי אש ומשטרה פועלים במקום. כתבנו יאיר אורבייטו מוסר כי אין נזק או נפגעים והאירוע בשליטה. מזג האוויר, הקלה בעומסי החום. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד. בחסות וולבו, המציגה את ה-S60 החדשה בימי המכירות, מארבעה עד שישה.
easy to see But I know that he's taking care of me So I'll do away with my vision for today And I'll let things play out in a godly way My little human eyes just don't get the picture here And I got no reason to fear I got no reason to fear Thank you. 
J.M. in the A.M. Tuesday morning, 13 minutes after the hour. Hello, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. So much to catch up on. First of all, the big news here at the Nahum Siegel Network, I, I think it's obvious. For those of you who've been watching social media, you probably know about it already. And those of you who were tuned in early this morning, you know about it already. Uh, we're going to be heading uh, on the road for like the bulk of September. I won't see the uh, inside of this studio for <laughs> for many, many days here on the NSN. We'll explain why in a moment. Lishuascha, that was done by uh, Shlomo Katz. You heard Mordechai Shapiro and Akomi Shamayim. I do remind you that Mordechai Shapiro's interview that he did with us in studio just a couple of weeks ago, which was one of the highlights of our summer, uh, that's coming up during JM Rewind. You can hear that this this morning, right after JM and the AM, Mordechai Shapiro's visit to JM and the AM. We speak about his career, his music, the new album, and of course, uh, everything that was going on this summer. So you'll have all of that coming up. Um... You'll have all of that coming up between 9 and 10 this morning, the interview that we did this summer when Mordechai Shapiro visited our studio here at JM in the AM. Again, that follows this morning right after JM in the AM. Um, so a couple of things. First of all, as I mentioned yesterday on Labor Day, uh, we're looking back. We, we don't do a lot of looking back here on NSN, uh, but just for a moment... Uh, we were looking back yesterday on the, uh, yet another incredible summer, uh, a summer with our friends at NCSY, uh, uh, a summer with our friends at uh, Michlelet and NCSY Kolel, our um, summer with Yom NCSY, our summer with Nefesh Ben Nefesh, our summer with Camp Hask, which was such an amazing show that Sunday that we aired on the following day on Monday. Uh, we really had an amazing summer of 2019, and I thank all of you. Even our right, even our Tishabov programming got major accolades from around the world. So I thank you for all of that. And now we're looking to top everything because we're heading uh, on the road starting this week for the month of September. Uh, there's going to be a tremendous number of live remotes, mobile studio, live programming from a variety of places. It's all presented by uh, Azer Mitzion. A big thank you to our friends. At Azer Mitzion, that's right. Azer Mitzion sponsors our fall 2019 on the road schedule. Uh, the uh, let's see, Erev Rosh Hashanah is the 29th of September. Between now and then, this coming Thursday, September the 5th, we're at the Pizza Block in Riverdale. That's JM in the AM between 6 and 9 AM. Stop by, say hi. Uh, Thursday, September the 12th, we're down in the Lakewood, New Jersey, for a Thursday live lunch. We'll give out all the details about that, so you can come visit us in Lakewood. Sunday, September the 15th, I know a lot of people in this audience are going to be at the Achiezer Health Fair. We will be there at the TWA Hotel at JFK Airport uh, that Sunday afternoon. We'll be there live. Tuesday, September the 17th, we'll be at Sammy's in Teaneck, New Jersey, one of the one of the spots in the, um, in the Jewish tri-state area that is hustling and bustling every single morning. So we're at Sammy's. Tuesday, September the 17th in Teaneck. That same day, we go with uh, our friends at Amudim to their big campaign. We'll be part of the big campaign for Amudim, which I, I assume like last year is going to be happening at night. We'll get all the further details on it as the uh, as the week progresses. Thursday, September the 19th, one of our favorite places, Got to Get a Bagel, that's in Woodmere, New York, will be the Thursday, September the 19th. And finally, Thursday, September the 26th, we're part of the big Miss Askim campaign. That's happening, and that'll be uh, in Brooklyn, most likely in their headquarters, but we're putting that together 
as we speak. So you can listen live to all these shows, just like you're listening live to this one, either on your computer or your app or the listen line. And of course, all of it on the road with NSN this fall of 2019 is brought to you by Azer Mitzion. And we are very, very much looking forward to hitting the road and meeting a lot of people over the next uh, four weeks between now and the brand new year of 5780. 5780. All right. So get ready, everybody. We're coming to a neighborhood near you. <laughs> um, yeah, and by the way, Here's how I know that Rosh Hashanah is quickly approaching. I got the uh, schedule of services for the New Springville Jewish Center out on Staten Island, newspringvillejc.org. They're online, and I have their uh, their full schedule beginning with Rosh Hashanah on the night of uh, September the 29th. Uh, also, of course, um, uh, also, of course, the Slicho services is going to be happening at the new Springville Jewish Center early, early, early on September the 22nd, meaning, of course, you know, Saturday night just after midnight. Um, so keep that in mind. Looking forward to being there for that and spending yet another amazing holiday season with the new Springville Jewish Center out on Staten Island. A couple of things came across my desk over the last couple of weeks. First of all, save the date for Tuesday, December the 10th. That's the 2019 annual dinner and the Achnasa Sefer Torah in honor of Rabbi Shlomo Riskin. Our uh, Torah Stone is going to be doing that Tuesday, December the 10th at the Museum of Jewish Heritage downtown. Um, in- information, if you want to participate, RavRiskinSeferTorah.com. RavRiskinSeferTorah.com. Also, our friends at Bris Avram have a very, very significant uh, anniversary coming up. Brissav Rum has their 40th annual dinner honoring Mr. Maxim Shane, Senior Vice President of Investors Bank. Um, community Service Award to James Tedesco. He's the County Executive of Bergen County. And Community Service Award to Mrs. Uh, Olga Kruger, General Manager of the Staten Island Bridges for Port Authority. They're celebrating the 100th birthday of Dr. Alex Rosenberg and the 40th annual dinner of Bris Avram with entertainment by the one and only Avram Freed. The, the the journal this year is dedicated in memory of Harry and Joe Wilf by Edward and uh, Cecile Mossberg. And it's all happening at the Sheraton in Parsippany with uh, cocktails at 4, chuppah at 4.30, and buffet dinner at 5.30 um, on the 15th of September. Now, again, because we're going to be on the road that day, uh, we're going to be with Achiezer that afternoon. I'm going to try my best to pay a visit to the um, uh, to the folks at Bris Avram as they celebrate this landmark occasion. I hope it works out, Bezrat Hashem, but what an exciting and incredible event, Bris Avram's 40th annual dinner. You can go to, um, you can go to the web uh, for information, uh, literally to their website, which is uh, Bris Avraham, all O's, Avrohom. BrisAvraham.org, or you can dial 908-289-0770, 908-289-0770. Uh, congratulations to our friends at the Brooklyn Cyclones. They made the playoffs last night. Mazal Tov <laughs> from all of us here at the JM and the AM. Also, speaking of Mazal Tov, we were so in the midst of our own simcha, I wanted to make sure to mention that this past Thursday night, uh, Anna Rosenblatt and Jordan Hode were married, and this gives us an opportunity to wish the Rosenblatt and Hode families a major mazel tov, especially our friends Janet and Lior Hode, 
Uh, so Anna and Jordan, Mazal Tov to you. We saw some of the photos from the wedding. Looked absolutely spectacular. So we say Mazal Tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. And I look forward to uh, spending some time with the Hodes this upcoming basketball season. Had a nice talk with uh, Coach Steinmetz this past Shabbos at Shabbos Shevabrochus. And, um, boy, there's a lot to look forward to, a lot to look forward to for the upcoming season. Anyway, mazel tov to um, Anna and Jordan from uh, all of us here at the JM in the AM. Also want to remind you that the uh, 2019 National Conference of the Jewish National Fund starts September 13th at the Grand Hyatt in Washington, D.C. Information on that, 212-879-879. 9305-212-879-9305. Uh, the uh, Jewish Healthcare Conference and Expo we keep talking about is at the new TWA Hotel at JFK starting at 10 a.m. on Sunday, September the 15th, and that is presented by Achi Ezer, and we will be broadcasting from there. Uh, the same day, by the way, the third annual Makar Run and Walk, uh, Make a Difference for Children and Adults with Developmental Disabilities. It's happening in Marine Park, Brooklyn on Sunday, September the 15th, <coughs> excuse me, runformacor.org. <coughs> That's the number four, runformacor.org uh, for information For information on that. And um, Torah, New York. Presented by the OU indoors at City Field. That's happening Sunday, September the twenty second. So keep that in mind. And uh, what else do we have here? I think that about does it for now. So that's uh, that's just some of the uh, incredible events that are going on. Some of the things that are in our community calendar and will be focused on over the next couple of months. And as I said, this coming Thursday starts our on the road segment. Sponsored by Azer Mitzion, we will be on the road and we will be uh, enjoying some incredible visits to some wonderful neighborhoods. And I hope you'll come out to say hi and to join us. Full schedule again coming up a little later on here at JM in the AM. 24 minutes after 7 o'clock. Good morning. It's brand new from Uri Davidi.
J.M. in the A.M. It's Tuesday. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Our Sephardic friends are already saying slichos on this third of Elul. They started yesterday. I welcome all of you, no matter what your background might be. Thanks for joining us here at J.M. in the A.M. Boker Tov, listener Chaya says, the first day of classes at the Ray Kushner Yeshiva High School. Good luck to the students, teachers, and administrators. I'm going to toss in a special good morning to Rabbi Rubin. Uh, a lot of wonderful people over there at the Kushner School. We had some great visits there, as you know, including our most recent one, which was so much fun. Uh, so, Boker Tov, everybody. Enjoy school, whether you're at Kushner or wherever you're starting today. A big, big uh, shout-out for a very successful 5780 from all of us here at JM in the AM. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas Harav Zevben of Alevi and... Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. During the month of Elul, we are involved in the tshuva process, seeking out that which we have done wrong during the year, or that which we might have done better, and we do tshuva, we repent for it. The Rambam says in Hilchus Tshuva, the laws dealing with repentance, that what does an individual do when they want to do tshuva? They say, I have sinned before you. They mention the things that they have done. 
and they say to Hashem, I will never return to this sin. The Mabit asks the question, how can it be that an individual says, I will never return to the sin. Sometimes it might happen that a person may fall in again. It may be that the individual is trying very hard. However, since they're so ruggle, they're accustomed to doing what they've been doing in the past, they might fall in again. So how is it possible that a person can actually say to Hashem, I'll never return to this sin again. If a person promises another individual and they break their promise, it's bad enough. But the promise, the Borei the creator of the world, and then to go back on the promise, it's not simple. Says the Mabit, an extremely interesting answer. He says that when an individual cries out, when they do tshuva, when they're moved to repentance, and they say, they say it with the neshama, the nefesh elokis, their godly soul. The godly soul wants to do all that's right, wants to be close to Hashem, wants to be spiritual. However, if they do go back and repeat the sin, they do the Avera another time, it's not the godly soul that's acting. It's the Nefesh Bahamis, or the animalistic soul. That's the soul of Gashmias, of materialism, that's grounded into the world. And it's with that soul that the individual actually commits the sin. So we see that there are two parts of man. What we try to do is to unify the Gashmius and the Ruchnius, the material and the spiritual, the Nevesh and the Nevesh Bahamis, so that it all should act in consonance to do the Ratzon of Hashem, to do the will of God. Every single person in this world wants to do the will of Hashem. We all have that nefesh elokis, the godly soul, the only thing that during the month of Elo, during this Chodesh, we have to try our very best to bring it out, that that's the one that should surface, and that is the one that will carry us to a good, sweet, and healthy new year. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. Our chauffeur blowing during the month of Elul. J.M. in the A.M. Good morning. It's a Tuesday. Hello, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Official start to the brand new season here at the Nahum Siegel Network, even though we've <laughs> had live programming every day <laughs> all through the year and, of course, all through the summer. Had a banner, banner summer uh, with so many wonderful programs, especially the two trips to Israel and our journey up to Camp Hask and our great uh, Tisha Buff programming, which is getting accolades from around the world. So thank you, everybody, for a great summer. And now here we are. Kicking off the 5780 season. We're going to be on the road for a lot of this month, sponsored by Azer Mitzion. We will go into the schedule again a little later on. But first, one of my favorite people and certainly one of my favorite interviews, Jeremy Newberger, one of the directors of uh, Heading Home, the tale of Team Israel, is with us live via telephone. And uh, there's a lot of news because this film that I am such a fan of, 
And I am learning now that I'm not the only one. There are a lot of people who get just how cool this is. Uh, The film is uh, going through yet another amazing run in some major cities. We'll try to go through as much of the schedule as possible. Jeremy Newberger, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you so much. There's nothing like being uh, on the phone and hearing the loud clarion call of the shofar to really get you going in the morning. You know what I was thinking of, by the way, and I'm not even kidding. (laughs) You know that if your film was done around this time of year, you know somebody would have done chauffeur blowing in the dugout. You know that. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. And you know what? In the stadiums in Korea and Japan, you wouldn't have even heard it. (laughs) (laughs) That's a very good point. Uh, And, of course, I say that because not to be too much of a spoiler here, but but there are rituals that go on in the dugout with the team. You get it all on film, which are so heartwarming, so incredible. Uh, I, I don't know. You know, there's certain things I could tell you um, that have happened over the last few weeks, which is proving to me that there are people who really get this. I'm not the only, even though I think I'm your biggest fan, I'm not the only one out there. But <laughs> but that moment, that moment, and, and there are a million moments, and you know it, and you have some amazing interviews with the players, and there's so much Jewish pride going on, and the ones who are in Israel for the first, I mean, I, I go on and on and on. But the moment when they remove their caps, which is traditional for the national anthems, and Team Israel has yarmulkes, has kippot on their head because it's not sufficient for them to simply, you know, honor like any other team would, uh, you know, the national anthems by removing their caps. But they but they felt it, it'd be important for them to still maintain what many of us do when we remove our caps, our Jewish identity. And to me, that symbolizes the whole thing. You, you just roll from there. And again, I don't want to spoil too much, especially if you have an amazing schedule coming up. But I'm, I just remain one of the biggest fans of this uh, of this movie, and the fact that you have this schedule that's in front of me has to indicate that that this thing is continuing to go viral, right? Well, yeah, the film is uh, finally making its New York, Los Angeles uh, homecoming in theaters, and that has a lot of people excited, and, and of course I'm excited by that. But specifically, this moment you just described when they put they take their caps off for the Hatikva and they're wearing kippot. Uh, what's fascinating about that moment is that the roster of players, none of them are observant Jews, yep. and many of them really didn't grow up with Judaism in their lives. So it's almost like a Chabad truck had rolled onto the field <laughs> and got all of them to put yarmulkes on for that moment. But they all look at it, and it gives everyone chills because it is a, a moment of pride for the state of Israel from this team, and it really it's like a wave of nationalism kind of rushes over them, and it really is something that gives you the feels to see, especially if you love Israel. And you know why it's so amazing? Uh, the, the organizers of the team, managers, general managers, whoever's responsible, obviously you know, made this move or made this decision, and they get the fact that this team is representing the Jewish people whether they like it or not. In other words, the players may not get it, and as you just described, some of them have very limited backgrounds, may not get the enormity of the moment, but there are people involved in the leadership who understood that this team is representing the Jewish Again, when they, I know we, we always say this about Yeshiva University basketball. We could say it about a million other things. They are on a world stage representing the Jewish people de facto, and boy, does, does the team handle it well. I think that the, uh, the general manager, Peter Kurz, uh, it was really important for him to bring a bunch of the team to Israel to see the country ahead of the Korea tournament. Right, uh, and that's where we, you know, film a large portion of our film. But I think they, they they understood that you have to have some meaning 
to your team. Uh, you know, a club like, let's say, the Yankees, these are guys who, you know, they, they, they kind of make their way through the minor systems. They want to be the best, and then they get signed to the Yankees, which is, you know, one of the gold standards. Sorry if there's Mets fans who disagree. <laughs> one of the gold standards of being a baseball player. And when they're on that team, they have pride to be a Yankee. So now we're dealing with a team that's just being put together for a, you know, a tournament that happens every four years. How do you establish that connection? And I think that was some of the genius of the Israel Association of Baseball was let's bring you know, some of our heavy hitters to Israel to see the country they're playing for. And I think that's a large part of the success, especially between the catcher, Ryan LaVarnway, and Josh Zide, who was one of the, the star pitchers of the series, right. was that they, they formed a great friendship while touring Israel. Amazing. The whole thing's incredible. Jeremy Newberger with us. All right. You know I could do this all morning, so let me get to the point. <laughs> let me get to the point. Tomorrow you're in Pleasantville, New York. Uh, you are part of the panel. So I remember, it's not just the movie. They, they get to speak to people like you and players and others uh, during each of these appearances, which is really cool. On Tuesday, uh, Beverly Hills, California, Cody Decker, one of the it, – it just an amazing story. If you If you watch the movie and just focus on him, it's an amazing yeah. story. So he'll be there. Uh, you have performances all weekend long, um, uh, uh, both in New York and California. On Sunday, you're going to be at the Quad Cinema in New York City. Not only will you be there, but one of our favorite guests here, Ron Bloomberg, the designated Hebrew, is going to be there as well. He's <laughs> always a lot of fun. And he could talk about the Israel Baseball League from years ago. So there's a lot right. to, lot with Ron Bloomberg. He'll be in New York, everybody. Uh, plus, you're at the Quad with other uh, with other guests at other sessions on Sunday, you're in Tenafly, New Jersey Sunday, you're in Encino, California Sunday, and on Thursday, September the 12th in Montclair, New Jersey. Now, I'm sorry for running through it quickly, but it's a full schedule. I'm assuming that the best way for people to, to check out the schedule is to go to the Heading Home page on Facebook. Would that be the best way? It, it would be. And if you're listening and hearing, gosh, why aren't they playing You know, closer to me on Long Island or whatever, the, the second weekend of our big open is theaters in Roslyn and Kew Gardens, and I think, you know, we're, we're sort of conquering Long Island. Did you... We might have a, a few surprises in terms of, uh, you know, uh, maybe Mets participation that weekend. Did you, uh, did you post that week's schedule already? Is it up? You know, everything is in sort of graphic form on our Heading Home Facebook page. Okay, so, yeah, great. you can find that there. For All sure. right. Uh, everybody, check it out. I'm telling you, you... It, it... <laughs> if you love it half as much as I did, then it'll be time well spent. That I can guarantee you. Uh, heading home, the tale of Team Israel. Jeremy Newberger, one of the directors. A uh, lot of panelists, a lot of great people are going to be, be appearing at all these events um, uh, with special guest Q and A's as part of the uh, as part of the films showing. Uh, heading home, the tale of Team Israel is the name of the Facebook page. Check it out and enjoy. It's an amazing tour. Jeremy, you know what we think of you guys. Great job. It's wonderful, and I really hope this tour is a great success. You know, I, if I might, the, sure. the team has reassembled for the Olympics. Did you, did you uh, read How, about that this week? What percentage of the players that we're familiar with from Team Israel will be at the Olympics? I, well, there's about eight, I think, guys who've made Aliyah and gotten dual citizenship so they could play because you have to be a citizen to compete in the Olympics. Right. And they've put together quite a team. I think Ty Kelly is one of them wow. uh, from, from, the, from the, the first film and the first team. And they are competing the same time as this Open in Germany in order to make it to the, the, the qualification round at the end of September in Bonn. Uh, I'm sorry, in Italy. Right. And they've already won eight games. So they're 8-0 oh 
so far. Yeah. So I think we've got a second miracle coming, and of course I'll be doing a sequel called Heading Home 2, The Return of the Mench. Unbelievable, <laughs> The Return of the Mench. Uh, we had Jordy Alter, who you know very well. We had him on, and yeah. he, he gave us an update about what happened in the Far East, and it's just amazing what they've been accomplishing. And, yeah, we're rooting for them this month in Germany. Jeremy, thank you. Everybody head to the Facebook page, Heading Home, The Tale of Team Israel, and continued good luck with all of this. Thank you, my friend. More coming up. You're listening to JM in the AM. I'm going to be a little bit of a little bit of a little
Never. 
JM in the AM. It's Yoni Z with Mana Seb. Before that, you heard Ohad with Peshat Tova. Baruch Levine had Ushaftem and Amiran Dvir with the Lazamer Nigun here at JM in the AM. Tuesday morning, day one of the 5780 official NSN season, even though we've been live, of course, every morning all summer long. But now uh, our full schedule of live original programming uh, kicks in, including a uh, look back on uh, Mordechai Shapiro's uh, appearance here at JM and the AM just a couple of weeks back. JM Rewind follows JM and the AM. You'll hear uh, what that sounded like when he visited us a couple of weeks back here uh, at the Nahum Siegel Network. It's a Tuesday with a big announcement. That's right. And the big announcement is that we're on the road a lot <clears throat> during September of 2019. Erev Rosh Hashanah is not till the 29th of September. And we are spending a lot of time on the road, meeting a lot of listeners and bringing the radio show to you. Uh, sponsored by Azer Mitzion. And that schedule includes this coming Thursday, JM and the AM from the Pizza Block up in Riverdale, New York. Next Thursday, a live lunch down in Lakewood, New Jersey. Sunday, September the 15th, we'll be with our friends at Achiezer at the TWA Hotel at JFK Airport. Tuesday, September the 17th, we're at Sammy's in Teaneck, New Jersey, uh, which is always bustling every morning, so we hope to meet a lot of listeners there. Tuesday, September the 17th, we'll be at Amudim. That's right, the same day we'll be at Amudim, actually that night, as part of their big annual campaign. Thursday, September the 19th, at one of our favorite places, Got to Get a Bagel in Woodmere, New York. And then Thursday, September the 26th, from the Miss Oskam campaign in Brooklyn. That's the uh, final one before Rosh Hashanah. Information about all this, you can check out the flyer on the NSN page on Facebook. And again, it's sponsored by Azer Mitzion. We hit the road, including this Thursday, up in Riverdale, New York. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listener-sponsored digital radio, around the world on the web, and NahumSiegel.com, and the NahumSiegel Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Dr. Howard Svi Goldschmidt is a cardiologist at the Valley Heart and Vascular Institute in Bergen County, New Jersey, and volunteers for several weeks each year at Shari Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem. Dr. Goldschmidt who is in our studio, is also now the brand-new president of the American Committee for Sharitzetic Medical Center. Dr. Howie Goldschmidt is also one of our favorite guests, and he is here in studio, and we say welcome back to JM in the AM. Nachum, it's great to be back and seeing you again. I appreciate that very much. It's great to have you here, and we we always love talking about Shari Tzedek, and you said to me uh, off the air that the most recent time you visited Shari Tzedek was in the month of May, actually just uh, a little short time ago. And I would guess it was as exhilarating an experience just like the ones you've described to us in the past. I make a short visit in the fall and in the spring, and then in February I'm there for most of the month. And in the spring I was just there for two days, uh, and I try to make myself... As helpful as possible while I'm there. Uh, they, I, I go on Tuesdays because Tuesdays they have their weekly echocardiography conference, which is my subspecialty within cardiology. And whenever I go there, I give a talk uh, in, in English uh, with uh, Hebrew commentary along the way from the crowd and from me. And uh, it goes over very well because there are only two other echocardiography attendings uh, in the hospital. And when I'm not there, each one of them has to prepare a talk every week so, or every other week. So while there are a t there is a team of cardiologists, 
There are only a couple with the specialty you described. Yeah, there's basically uh, two full-time and uh, two part-time who are there uh, for less than a day a week, each of them. So when I'm there, I help them a lot. They get out much earlier. They uh, can take they can take a few days off to work on their research projects on their administrative work and you know it's it's nice to be so helpful to them is it hard to stay up to date on your specialty well i spend uh, a couple hours every week reading journals so literally i guess yeah. it's like that in every aspect it's, of medicine it's right? just you know you have to you have to devote time on the weekend uh, to do it i just i think the impression always is that when it comes to cardiology and again this could be in every single medical department. But it seems to the average person like myself when it comes to cardiology, it's just con- constantly evolving. Like it's amazing the progress that's being made. Yeah, I think it much much more so than in many other right. medical specialties. So it's not just an impression, and, and, it's a reality. And, and all the uh, advances are in developing new devices, new equipment, and that's, that's where my work figures in. We do uh, valve repair using uh, equipment that can be introduced through tiny incisions in the thigh rather than opening the chest. And it's, it, it's exciting, and uh, we're always going to conferences and, and, and learning about the new equipment. And at Sharet Tzedek, uh, a good friend of mine is Professor David Merkin, uh, who was previously the director of experimental cardiology at Sharet Tzedek. And he got involved with developing a new mitral valve, and he became only part-time at Sharet Tzedek because developing a valve is a very, very time-consuming process. And uh, while I was there in February, I actually went with him and one of the other ultrasound people to a research facility, which we can talk about later if we have time, uh, where we put the valve into, or I watched them put the valve into three animals uh, consecutively in a special operating room. Did they work? Well, they work initially, and the, the, the idea is to some one of the one of the animals gets uh, unfortunately sacrificed right away to see how the valve is sitting, and the other two get put back into the pen, and uh, they're watched for months and see how they do. But you know, the translation from animal valve to human valve takes time. Although the earlier prototypes of this valve were put in in Europe with very good results, it was just very difficult to put in. And uh, David Merkin is really one of the only people who has hands good enough to put that valve in. So he realized that the newer generation had to, of valves had to be easier to put in. We are always fascinated by the relationship between the medical community of Sharet Tzedek and the medical and philanthropic philanthropic community of the United States. It's a unique relationship that I think every hospital, some hospitals claim to have it, um, but I think Shireen Sedek might be one of the only ones that really does have it. It's remarkable how there's this bridge that connects the two, uh, your group, right, medical group, uh, your medical expertise, and the medical group in Shireen Sedek, and then again, now that you're president of the American Committee, you could address this as well. The philanthropic group that you know so badly wants to support the work of Shari Tzedek in Jerusalem. And again, there are others who make this claim, but I don't think anybody does it better than you guys. Well, the Shari Tzedek staff is very international. So the hospital is, is used to having doctors from Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, England, and of course Canada and the United States. And, Coming and going, uh, many of them have made Aliyah. Many of the junior doctors at Shari Tzedek, after they finish their training in Israel and are, com- and are completely trained in whatever specialty they're in, will then go to uh, London, Toronto, 
or Mayo Clinic or Cleveland Clinic for two additional years of fellowship training. Wow. So they, they come back understanding how medicine is practiced everywhere outside of Israel, and they bring back all the new uh, developments that they've learned and all the new skills they've picked up in these super high-volume hospitals where they train outside of Israel. I'll move away from cardiology in a minute, but I'm curious. You're, you're there in May. The previous visit was the previous May or other no, time? No, I was there in February for, February, the, for the month. And this coming February, I'll, I'm going to extend. I'm going to start mid-February, mid-March, so I can be there for Purim. <laughs> That's cool. Do, does that department change a lot in that period of time? You go back. It, it, are things very different? Do you see the progress if you're there just three or four months later? Uh, st- streamlining of procedures and workflow on patients. Is, is constantly improving. And you see it. I see that. I wow. see that. In terms of the staff, there's actually very little turnover because everybody who comes to work there loves working there. The <laughs> teamwork there is amazing. These are people who've been working together for 20 years, and it's not just the doctors. It's the nurses in the coronary care unit. It's the nurses on on the cardiac floor. It's the the, the, the Arab guy who, who uh, is the janitor in the cath lab. Every year he sees me and says hello to me. And it's it, nothing changes in terms of the staff. And then every year they add one or two new attendings. And, you know, less commonly people retire, but everybody wants to stay there. It's unbelievable. All right, Dr. Howard Goldschmidt is here. How did they convince you? to be president of the American Committee for Shari Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem? Uh, it was ego. <laughs> I, You're I, willing to admit I, it, huh? I, I can't say no. I couldn't say no. <laughs> so it was not one of these long processes that take negotiations no, no, and stuff? No, uh, no I would, I, I'd be a fool to say yes to something somebody didn't ask me, to, uh, ask me about on the spot. I thought about it for a little bit, and I said, look, I have the time. My, my, my kids are growing, my, grown. My practice in the U.S. Is, is mature. I have a lot of help in my practice. I, I don't take as much call as I used to, so I, I really have the time to do it. It's a, it's a project. You officially took over when? July 1. And, um, you know, every president of any organization, of any synagogue, of any institution wants to leave their mark, has certain goals that they've set for themselves and for the organization under their leadership. Did you come in with a with a certain mantra or come in with a certain agenda where you said this is what the Goldschmidt presidency is going to be concentrating on? Absolutely. So what, before I started, the the project that they're raising funds for is the cancer center right. and the radiation therapy uh, building, which uh, is in a place next to the hospital that used to be a parking lot where right. they dug a hole that's uh, eight stories deep, and now they're they're putting in radiation therapy equipment, which Sharet Sedek didn't previously have, wow. and they've gotten they've gotten nice contributions. So that that project is is running along smoothly. But my my personal interest is the next project, which will start in a year or two, which is building a new emergency room to double the size of the current emergency room. And we room. should note that this emergency room is pretty impressive, but it, we, you need more space. And we you need, need more space. Right. This emergency room is fantastic. Right. They actually just built a separate radiology department right next to the emergency room to uh, basically speed up the throughput of patients. Right. Uh, but the problem is this emergency room just doesn't have enough beds. People are on gurneys sometimes for a, f- a few hours waiting to get into a, a real bed. And the, the gurneys are in the hallways. And when it's ri- really busy, as Todd Salute, 
the uh, ER director points out, the gurneys start encroaching on the doctor's space in the, and, the, and the nursing station. Hard but to work. It's, it's hard to yeah. work. But, you know, as a cardiologist, I spend time in that emergency room. I teach the uh, ER doctors how to do uh, emergency cardiac ultrasound. So I feel much more connected to the emergency room than I do to the cancer program where I have very little contact. Right. So the emergency room needs to double its size. And uh, sometime in the next year or two, that fundraising campaign will start. And I'd like to see that as my signature of my presidency at the hospital. And you walk around now at the hospital, and obviously you'll do this on your next visit, and, and this is what you're seeking out. You're seeking out conversation with, with doctors and others, other personnel to find out what do you need, what will make your job easier, quicker, more efficient, better for the patient, et cetera, et cetera. And, and these are the types of things they tell you. We need a better emergency room or a bigger one, I Bigger one, right. bigger one. And the reason we need a bigger one is because uh, Sharet Sedek has become a much busier hospital. It is the hospital that's closest to downtown, uh, so ambulances come there more than any other hospital in the Jerusalem area. Right. And uh, another thing is that the aging population of, of Jerusalem is growing uh, because of advances in healthcare, including and especially in cardiology and in valve replacement, we have many, many patients in Sharet Sedek who are in their late 80s and 90s and doing well at home. But, you know, somebody like that is frail. If they get sick, they often need to be taken care of in the emergency room for what I call a quick tune-up to, you know, make a diagnosis, see what's wrong, start whatever drug, or make a little adjustment and send them home. And you need a very big emergency room to be able to cope with that. Plus, you didn't even mention yet maternity, which is uh, what Charit Sedek is known for internationally. In wonderful, I was about to say insane numbers, wonderful numbers in terms of births. And obviously, you know, you're constantly getting a lot of traffic for people who are, who are about to give birth there at the hospital. Yeah, and we hit a big milestone this summer, 400,000 babies uh, born since they started electronically compiling the data in 1982. Unbelievable. And the 400,000th baby was born to a couple who were our employees at the hospital and met at the hospital. So it's a nice thing. It's like a Camp Morashah man. <laughs> I was going to say, that they met there by Sharet at Sharet Sedek. And, and, and the total number of births between Sharet Sedek and the satellite at Bikr Cholim uh, in, in downtown Jerusalem is, is 22,000 a year, which is the most in the Middle East. Wow, unbelievable. And, and uh, when, when the Bikr Cholim arrangement started, people were skeptical how that would go, and that's going pretty well, right? Uh, for, for maternity, uh, but in, in order to consolidate care and, and make things efficient, uh, most of the inpatient services at Bikr Cholim have been shut down. It's still a, a big outpatient clinic. Wow, and a lot of the Bikr Cholim doctors came over to Sharet Sedek, and they, you know, they, it, it made the staff bigger, but it, it's funny because you'll talk to somebody and say, oh, yeah, he's one of the Bikr Cholim doctors. <laughs> right. That's what his background is. And because the Bikr Cholim doctors have only been there now for 10 years, and the other people have been there for 20, 30. That's how these things work. Dr. Howard Svee Goldschmidt is here, cardiologist of the Valley Heart and Vascular Institute in Bergen County. Several weeks a year, he's at Shari Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem volunteering, and now all that volunteerism has gotten him the, uh, uh, the position of president of the American Committee for Shari Tzedek Medical Center that started uh, back on July the 1st. And there are a lot of things going on at Shari Tzedek, to say the least. I do want everybody to please circle the date of November the 20th. That's when the Heart of Jerusalem dinner, which is always an incredible gathering. We've been there before. It's an incredible gathering for Shari Tzedek and its supporters uh, takes place at Gustavino's in Midtown 
Manhattan. And this year, as I, I guess everybody assumed uh, for the last few months, this year, Professor Jonathan Alevi, uh, the longtime director general, is going to be honored. It, it must be incredible at this point to have such a nice relationship with him. He he is outstanding. Uh, I've I've known him for about the last five to ten years, and every time I sit with him, I learn things. And he is a master hospital administrator and a master physician. He calls himself what's called a comprehensive internist, which means somebody who has a specialty in internal medicine, but is really very well versed in all the other specialties within internal medicine. And listening to him talk, it's it's the truth. He knows everything in medicine. Uh, as an example, last year I was there for their weekly grand rounds, and uh, the presentation was about something having to do with uh, kidney failure caused by uh, intravenous iodine dye used in CAT scans and angiograms. And the, and the five different department members each gave a, a bit of a presentation. That's how they do the Wednesday morning grand rounds there. They have, they have the senior people and the junior people all speaking. And at the end, Yonatan would get up and always make remarks at the end. And he got up at the end and he quoted an article that had been in New England Journal only three weeks beforehand that was totally apropos to the subject matter of the conference, which you know, for, for any professor is impressive to do something outside of their specialty, but for a professor of medicine who's also running a hospital with a thousand beds and making tough decisions every day, starting before dawn, leaving in the dark, it's, it's amazing that w- what he has done. It certainly is. Did you have an opportunity in May to meet up with uh, Dr. Merrin, the new director general? Yeah, well, doc, Dr. Merrin is a cardiothoracic oh, surgeon, right. Right. so I had uh, interfaced with him when we do procedures on his patients in the cardiothoracic ICU. We do transesophageal echoes sometimes on the post-operative patients. And Merrin is amazing, too. He's, uh, he, he's been at Shari Tzedek for 28 years. His father was a prominent ophthalmologist. He was training in ophthalmology when Yonatan Halevi said, we really need another cardiothoracic surgeon. Would you mind switching specialties? That's what happened. Yep. Holy cow! And, and he realized that he had and, that. And he, and he went from he went from uh, facing a, a nice career as an <laughs> eye doctor, never getting up in the middle of the night, to becoming a cardiothoracic surgeon, doing long hard operations, and then eventually becoming a trauma specialist. Right. Running the the the, the world famous trauma ER. I was just going to say at, the, the, that background certainly helps. Shari Tzedek, yeah. yeah. And of course, uh, not everyone realizes this. He's a, also a reserve colonel in, in Sahal, right. and he runs the the Sahal field hospital that uh, was recognized by the World Health Organization as as the best field hospital. Uh, of any country in the world, and they've gone to natural disasters yep. in Nepal, Japan, Haiti, Haiti. Yeah, if you know of any natural disaster where Israel is welcome to help, you know he's going to be on the ground there. Right. Simple as that. Unreal. Yeah, and my, my good friend Avi Alpert, who's one of the ER doctors, is also on the team, and they, they get they get a couple hours notice, and uh, uh, on on the air base, there's a lot of equipment that's already ready to be put onto a big transport plane, and they. They hit the ground after they send first uh, a team that, that secures the area and makes sure that it's a safe place to set up uh, their tents. Unbelievable. Uh, Dr. Howie Goldschmidt is with us. He is the president of the American Committee for Shire Tech Medical Center. Again, I ask everybody to circle November the 20th. We have an opportunity to honor 
Professor Yonatan Halevi uh, that night at Gustavino's in Manhattan. Uh, let's talk timetable for a minute. So the Cancer and Radiation Therapy Center could be completed when? I mean, like, what's the... Uh... It's, it's still a couple years to go, but uh, like all these projects, once the financing is there, then uh, the, the building the building moves on, right. and uh, then we can start uh, working on the, the ER project. A couple of years does not sound like a lot of time, frankly, because uh, for those who of us who have seen the campus and know what kind of work it was just to set things up to get this project well, going. The excavation yeah. was, was a huge project. And in Jerusalem, that's not easy. Yeah, luckily they didn't come across any artifacts. Exactly, because <laughs> that could have stalled things for quite a while. And then after that, the ER expansion. We must talk for a minute um, about uh, about the stroke care because um, uh, this is, again, we know many of us who've followed this for the last couple of decades know the reputation Shari Tzedek has both in maternity and in cardiology, and both of them are stellar reputations. What, what many may not have realized over the last few years, they have gotten this stellar reputation in stroke care and continuously are saving people who are symptomatic, come to the hospital, and because of their expertise, thank God the patient avoids what could be years of, of terrible diagnosis and frustration and instead, you know, within days can go back to a normal life, which is, talk about saving lives, that's simply remarkable. Yeah, the, the, the stroke system works really well. There's a special neurologist who's, who's called a strokeologist, wow. who's an expert on, on stroke care. He trained in Europe, and he is there almost every day, all day, and, and, they are, and, and comes in at night. And if there's a stroke, the patient gets evaluated right away. They get a regular CT scan and a CT angiogram perfusion scan, which determines the extent of the stroke and determines whether the patient is a candidate to get a clot buster drug. And if they're if they're if they're a candidate to get a clot buster drug, which is called TPA, they get it right away. This is analogous to what we were doing with heart attacks already 20 years ago. Right. But the, the the recent development over the last five years is that there are a lot of patients who, for various reasons, can't get a a, a clot busting drug. And then we have a secondary treatment, which uh, is basically an, an intervention done. With a, with a catheterization. But the catheterization, instead of catheterizing uh, heart arteries, catheterizes brain arteries. They go through the carotid, carotid artery. And we have an interventional radiologist, Dr. Amsalem, who is a world's expert on this. And they basically go in there with a catheter that pulls out the clot. Sorry about that. <laughs> pulls out the clot and restores flow to uh, the jeopardized brain tissue. And everything you just described is happening in a matter of very fast, minutes. very fast. We're talking about because the, you know the mantra is time is brain. Mm -hmm. More so than in the heart and the brain, you really have to move quickly. And and this the system is set up. They recognize immediately when a patient comes in, or or uh, Madab uh, Mugen David Adon will call from the field that they have a stroke patient. So everything moves extremely quickly, uh, and the patients get treated uh, door to needle time extremely rapidly and is and Israel uh, the Ministry of Health of Israel cited Sharet Tzedek right. for its advanced stroke care. It's pretty amazing and uh, it's so comparable now to what you described in terms of the treatment that that you would uh, would perform when it, at a cardiac arrest now they literally call it now a brain attack the same way we refer to cardiac as a heart attack that's what's happening in the brain and you're able to or the personnel there is able within minutes to clear things up. And as, as I know from our family's experience, if it doesn't happen, we're, we're, you're talking about a very difficult life ahead, to say the least. So they are really saving lives in a very unique way.
I remember one patient from two years ago, I was in the emergency room and I watched the evaluation. They brought him in that he was at Daviding and he got stuck in the middle of Ashray and he knew that there was a problem and it, and his son-in-law brought him right over. Because the speech was either slurred or stopped. Yeah. Dr. Goldschmidt is here in studio. And finally, we have to talk about, uh, especially in your role as president, um, there are tremendous economic challenges in Israeli healthcare, we we've read about hospitals in Israel that are going through very difficult situations. The the impression is that the government of Israel takes care of all these problems. You can attest to the fact that that is not the case. Correct? <laughs> that no. The, well, I'll explain Sharet Tzedek's unique financial situation. Go ahead. Most of the hospitals in the country get a lot of support from the state, and depending which which town they're in, if they're in Tel Aviv, they also get a lot of support from the Tel Aviv municipality. Mm. A lot of the hospitals are partly owned by one of the Kupot Cholim, like like Meuchedet, Klalit, uh, Maccabi, but Sharet Tzedek uh, doesn't get any of that. They get minimal, up until now, minimal support from the state and also the city of Jerusalem because of its very poor population does, doesn't have the funding to support a hospital. So Sharet Tzedek is, is in a unique position of being almost a private hospital in terms of its support, not in terms of, 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 of the care it, it provides. It provides care to all comers. And as a result, uh, new programs have to be funded from uh, philanthropic sources. And the philanthropic sources traditionally have been uh, outside of Israel, North America, Europe. But now it's it's starting to grow within Israel. They, they you know they 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 got a huge uh, donation from somebody who was an Olaf from outside of Israel who started a fund in Israel, hedge fund in Israel, and now gave a big donation. So we're starting to get more more funding from Israelis. But the the costs are, are huge, and building a new cancer center, building a new ER, uh, we have to. Uh, basically bring in uh, more philanthropists and get more contributions in, in order to pay for this. And if people saw just how much each piece of individual equipment costs, they would be astounded. I mean, some of these uh, some of these pieces of equipment are in the millions. I mean, Right. But the one thing that Shari Tzedek does that, uh, that doesn't always happen in the U.S. is that they're very, very careful about what they buy and getting value and u- using equipment to its fullest and realizing that just because something has all the extra bells and whistles doesn't mean that we need to have it at the hospital. And that's why sometimes they'll make a decision to not bring in a piece of equipment. It's not cost-effective, especially if there's one available somewhere else in the state. And other times they'll say, you know what, there's no choice. We have to have this in the hospital, and it's going to be used X number of times, guaranteed. Right, and they, they have, basically that's always been Professor Halevi's job to look at the big picture, and sometimes a specialist will grumble, I really wanted that, and but you know, Halevi will look at it and say, "Say this, it can wait." We, you know, we have our very limited resources that we have to marshal in in, in the right direction. November twentieth, everybody. I know it's a little bit uh, down the road, but circle your calendar. That's the night that Professor Halevi will be honored at Gustavino's in Manhattan. We call it the Heart of Jerusalem dinner in support of the American Committee for Shari Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem. Dr. Howard Svi Goldschmidt is the new president of the American Committee. Um, and he will be, uh, uh, no doubt, visiting Shari Tzedek on a regular basis, like, like you have been doing anyway over the last few years. I'll, I'll be back at the <laughs> hospital at, on Hoshana Rabba for a board meeting. There you go. That Sunday, Hoshana Rabba, you'll be very busy. Yeah. Uh, anything you'd like to add, Dr. Goldschmidt? Well, I just, you know, 
People ask me about health care in Israel all the time. Is right. it the same? Is it as good as in the U.S.? They've heard stories that the, you know, the hospitals are crowded. The, the hotel amenities may not be what they're used to in the U.S. But, but, but here, here's the bottom line. In Israel, less than 8% of the gross domestic product is spent on health care. Now, that compares to Europe, where 11 to 12 percent of the GDP goes for health care, and the U.S., which is the highest in the world, 16 percent of the GDP goes for health care. But, you know, Israel's a small country, and unfortunately, we have to spend a lot of our money on things like Iron Dome that, for a country that size, is a huge expenditure and cuts into health care costs. So as a result, Israeli medicine has to, with, without a choice, has to ration certain items. And the items that get rationed are uh, elective procedures. People have to wait an extra few weeks in Israel, elective uh, diagnostic testing, uh, a choice in medications, which, which I think is actually a good thing. The, 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 the basket that the, that the Ministry of Health provides does not give 20 different drugs available for treatment of hypertension. There's just six drugs, and the doctors know how to use those six drugs very well. That's an example, the number six. Good example. And, you know, it's, in the end, the care is excellent in Israel, but it, it, it requires patience. People who were born in Israel grow up understanding this, but for uh, Olim and tourists, it, it, it's just, it can be frustrating that you have to wait. You don't get things right away. It takes getting used to, huh? But if, you know, look, if you're having a stroke, if you're having a heart attack, you get the best care in the world. Right. Simple as that. Well, Shari Tzedek is known for it. There's a website, everybody. You can check out all of this. They have amazing videos, great stories, fantastic articles, and a lot of great things that are going on at Shari Tzedek that are, uh, uh, that are uh, mentioned uh, on the website, go to acsz.org. It's American Committee for Shari Tzedek, acsz.org. And we encourage everybody to get more and more involved. And Dr. Goldschmidt, of course, joins me in um, encouraging everybody to tour Shari Tzedek and to see what's going on when you're in Israel, when you're in Jerusalem. They will make accommodations if you're interested in being a, uh, a supporter of the great work of Shari Tzedek Medical Center. They're doing some amazing things, and as you hear, uh, no matter what they've accomplished until this point, there are always more and more and more projects that are being uh, either considered or are already underway. And the Cancer Center and, of course, the ER expansion are just two great examples of that. So when someone becomes president of a synagogue, we don't know if we should say Mazel Tov or our regrets. What's our reaction when someone becomes president of American Committee for Shariatetic Medical Center in Jerusalem? <laughs> I've, 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 I've heard that line and gotten about 50 emails to the same uh, uh, idea. With the same sentiment, huh? <laughs> no, look, I'm, I'm happy to do the job. I'm, you know, I come from a different uh, background than the previous presidents. Right. Uh, mo- you know, most of them were bu- bu- business people who were excellent fundraisers. And, uh, you know, I... I I think I might be the first doctor who, in, in the last 20 years who's been the president. Interesting. But my narrative is, is, is interesting and it's compelling. You know, a, doc, a doctor from the U.S. who uh, works at, at Shah Tzedek, whose family has a long history with the hospital. So you know, I, in some ways, I feel I was destined for this role. So I, I only hope that I can do as good a job as, as my predecessors. My most immediate predecessor was Debbie Kestenbaum, right. who did a fantastic job over the last three years. And, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just growing into the job or just starting, so I have a lot to learn. But uh, I also have a lot to bring to the table because of my understanding of how hospitals work. Dr. Goldschmidt, always a pleasure. And we wish you the best of luck in this new role. We have a feeling you're going to excel at it. 
Can I just say one last of thing? Of course. So, you know, Sharet Tzedek, for, for people in the U.S., I want them to understand this is your community hospital in Jerusalem. This is a top-notch top, uh, teaching hospital, research hospital that's located in our holiest city, and it's under uh, Dati auspices, and there's nothing else like it in the world. And I, I really think that every American Jew who visits Israel and, and, and has strong feelings about Israel and Jerusalem should think about supporting Sharet Tzedek. And this is in addition to the fact that when it comes to people who suffer medical situations as tourists or as new immigrants to Israel who are in the Jerusalem area, they're going straight to Sharet Tzedek. People should keep that in mind as well. We have time for one quick story. Sure. So I was at a wedding on uh, Sunday night, and people, people, since I got the job, people come up to me and tell me great stories about Sharet Tzedek mm. all the time. And they told me about, somebody came up to me and told me a story about uh, a relative through marriage uh, from France, uh, the rabbi of a small town in France called Annecy near the Swiss border, who's also the Shochet, was in Jerusalem with his 19-year-old son for a family brismila. And uh, the 19-year-old son got sick. He had an ear infection. He went to uh, the emergency room, and quickly they made a diagnosis of acute myelogenous leukemia, which is a very serious disorder. Now, he's from a, 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 a kind of regional area in France, not near the top hospitals. And here he was at Charet Sedek, and the doctor who's treating him is Professor Jacob Rowe, R-O-W-E, who uh, is an English-born but uh, was, uh, uh, started the Bone Marrow Center at University of Rochester and is a professor also at Northwestern, and uh, made Aliyah about 10, 15 years ago and is now at Charet Sedek. He is one of the world's experts on acute myelogenous leukemia, and he is t uh, taking care of this kid. The family decided there was no reason to go back to France. France, and he's getting what's called induction chemotherapy at Sharet Sedek. So, in a way, the fact that he got sick while he was in Jerusalem was a good thing for him. God works in mysterious ways, and he's getting better care than he ever would get in France. Unbelievable. And and what the family commented up, up, upon was that they in in his hospital room was uh, an Arab kid. Uh, also sick with a hematologic disorder. And the family was just so impressed on how the Sharet Sedek doctors, nurses, and when we're talking about nurses, we're talking about from women with tichels, uh, how they doted on uh, an Arab patient in this hospital and, and what great public relations this should be for what goes on in Israel that people outside don't understand. When we spent a few days in Sharet Tzedek, as you know, a couple of years ago, a couple of winters back, that was one of the impressions that we left with. It was amazing how the staff cares for everybody and takes it very seriously that any human being who walks into that hospital is going to get top-notch care with a tremendous amount of love. And that's a lot to be proud of as a Jewish uh, as Jewish people, to say the least. Uh, Dr. Goldschmidt, we will, uh, we will say mazel tov on your, uh, on your new position as president of the American Committee for Sharet Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem. We only have positive things to say about it. Well, so far, I'm enjoying the job. Baruch Hashem. And great having you here. We wish you a Shana Tova and look forward to seeing you November 20th and on other occasions, Bezrat Hashem. Nachum, it's always great to see you. you know, I've been listening to you for over 20 years. Thank you. You've only spent maybe an hour or two with me over the last few years, so this is basically what, what would be called an asymmetric relationship. But every time I see you, I, I, I feel I'm growing closer to you. Well, I appreciate that very much, and it's wonderful having you here. Dr. Howard Svee Goldschmidt, he is the brand-new president of the American Committee for Shire Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem. You are listening to JM in the AM. Mm -hmm.
It's Mordechai Shapiro, of course. That's a great uh, brand new song. Mordechai Shapiro was in studio with us this summer here at JMM. You may have missed it because, um, you know, your summer schedule may not have been in sync with ours. Anyway, thank goodness we have JM Rewind. Uh, JM Rewind coming up just uh, 15 minutes from now. The first edition of JM Rewind for the brand new NSN season will be my conversation in studio just a couple of weeks back with Mordechai Shapiro. Talked about his music, his career, his summer. Uh, had a lot of fun. We talked about Houston from a couple of years ago. We had a lot of fun with him. Uh, it's all coming up. Uh, basically an extension of JM in the AM, which is what JM Rewind is supposed to be. So you'll hear it all right after JM in the AM, 15 minutes from now, with Mordechai Shapiro, our guest on JM Rewind here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Before that, Rogers Park with Key Hine. As we get set for the uh, high holiday season, Ohad had beer katao reach. He sang that. Well, he he sang it at the Siegel Levinson wedding, but he also sang it at a couple other weddings since then. It's a very very popular song off of his album. Excuse me, and it's really doing really really nicely. Baruch Hashem and happy birthday to Ohad who celebrated yesterday. Seventy degrees, sunshine, and a high temperature of eighty. 
Uh, Slicho's time for our friends in the Sephardic community. Hope that's going well so far. A lot of people waking up very, very early. A lot of things in our community. Oh, first of all, before we talk community calendar, congratulations to our friends of the Brooklyn Cyclones. They made the playoffs yesterday. Last game of the season, they made the playoffs. We say Mazal Tov from all of us here at the JM and the AM. So that was really cool. Um, National Conference for JNF is the weekend of September the 13th at the Grand Hyatt in Washington. Information about the Jewish National Fund National Conference, 212-879-9305 for information. Briss Avram has announced their 40th annual dinner starring Avram Freed with some wonderful honorees. It's the 40th anniversary, and of course, it will include the 34th year of gala weddings, which is always amazing. Uh, they'll honor the Cheder Yalde Menachem and its builders, plus the uh, county executive of Bergen County, the senior vice president of Investors Bank, the general manager of the Staten Island Bridges Report Authority. All will be recognized that night, and they'll celebrate the 100th birthday of Dr. Alex Rosenberg. Information about Brissov Rum's dinner on September the 15th, 908-289-0770, 908-289-0770, of course, brisavraham.org for information. So the big news about uh, about us here at NSN is that we're spending a lot of time in September on the road. Uh, we have a lot of time till Erev Rosh Hashanah. Erev Rosh Hashanah is September the 29th. So, uh, excuse me, so uh, Azer Mitzion, our friends at Azer Mitzion are sponsoring our fall 2019 on the road segments. And there are a lot of them. This coming Thursday, we're broadcasting JM and the AM from the Pizza Block up in Riverdale, New York. Next Thursday, we're doing a live lunch starting at 11 a.m. in Lakewood, New Jersey. That's going to be at J2 in Lakewood with our good friend Mr. Louis Fullman hosting us. Sunday, September the 15th with Achiezer at their big health fair at TWA Hotel at JFK Airport. Tuesday the 17th, we're at Sammy's in Teaneck. For JM and the AM, if you're in Teaneck, circle it two weeks from today. Tuesday the um, 17th, the same day, we're going to be at Amudim that night, part of their big campaign. Thursday the 19th, one of our favorite places, got to get a bagel in Woodmere. And then Thursday the 26th with the Misaskim campaign, most likely in Brooklyn, New York. It's all brought to you by Azer Mitzion, our on-the-road segment for the fall of 2019. Don't forget, you can always listen to us live at NahumSingle.com and, of course, on the NSN NahumSingle Network app and our listen line at 605-562-4400. Plus, our pre-Rosh Hashanah campaign is on. Those of you who want to support the great work of JM and the AM and the NahumSingle Network, you know how easy it is to do it. FJBUnity.org. FJBUnity.org is our pre-Rosh Hashanah. Uh, getting to the start of the brand new year campaign is on and in full swing and we thank everybody if you haven't yet given in uh, the year 2019 please consider a donation this time of year more coming up it's Yaakov Shweki at JM in the AM Shama, 
מקודשת לי בטבצו. הרי הרי את הרי את מקודשת לי בטבצו. מקודשת לי בטבצו. הרי הרי את הרי את מקודשת לי בטבצו.
Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Round the world, the web, at on the Siegel Network, and of course, in the beloved NSN app. Wrapping up a great Tuesday, unbelievable to officially have kicked off our eighth season here with NSN. And I thank you all for tuning in. Tell your friends, relatives, everybody you know around the world to listen in every single day. It'll enhance their lives. That I can guarantee you. Coming up next, stay with us. JM Rewind is the interview from a couple of weeks back when Mordechai Shapiro visited us live in studio. That is coming up next. Plus, Avrami has a live lunch from Israel starting at 11 a.m. Eastern time. You won't want to miss it. Have a fabulous Tuesday. And don't forget, Thursday morning, we're in Riverdale, New York at the Pizza Block. JM in the AM from Riverdale this Thursday morning. Have a great Tuesday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember to past, live the present, and trust the future.